0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. You know, we're getting down to the final few weeks of 2020, which means the final couple weeks of the NFL season. It's been a a truly historic one for many reasons. And we getting down to the why the extra playoff slot, so many great bets only on these games, but especially on some of these playoff predictions and playoff props. There's a lot of good money out to be made out there. And it's not just playoff props and game spreads. There's totals, team player coaching props as well. online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Online. your online sportsbook experts. Hello, and welcome to another episode here of the Believe in Northwestern Football Podcast, a podcast here on the Belief Podcast Network. The number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? I am Peter Warren, and I am joined by my co-host once again, former All Big Ten receiver Jeremy Ebert. Jeremy, how are you doing today?
1: Peter, I'm good, man. We had uh, since our last podcast, we've become Big West, (laughs) Big Ten West champs, and we didn't even have to play a game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know it was. You know we we had talked this a little bit on the last podcast about how. You know, with everything that could potentially be changing, you know, we didn't know if we were officially gonna gonna win it. And you know, the Big Ten just sort of came out. And Northwestern just like, yeah, we won it. And it, you know, Wisconsin losing obviously helped solidify that beyond a doubt. But I mean, even though there wasn't a game, I still had a I, I had a fun Saturday. You know, seeing the tweets and you know, officially seeing Northwestern as the Big Ten West champs.
1: Absolutely, man. It's it's always great winning the West, and I mean. Two out of the past three years is not bad. I'll take that any day of the week.
0: You talk about that, it's really, especially considering right in the middle was, you know, the 1-8 and conference season, you know, 3-9 and overall. It's really, you know, just looking at the past three years, a really fascinating, I think, study in in Northwestern football and, and, you know, Coach Fitz's job and looking at how high the team, you know, can obviously rise, but also like sort of, the variety in there where it's like this team not only can reach these heights, but they can also have, they have the response and the, the ability as a team to bounce back and sort of show that they're committed to getting teams back after, after rough stretches.
1: Absolutely. I think you got to really take your hats off to the, to the players and the coaches of bouncing back from what was a terrible season and very unlike any Fitz team that we've seen and just having a phenomenal off season, and grinding through this pandemic, they didn't even know they were going to have a season. And they, you know, they show up this year and just absolutely have just been dominant. And um, it's just been absolutely great to watch overall. Um, I've just got to got to take your hats off to everybody involved at the Northwestern team this year. It's unbelievable.
0: Definitely, much much praise to go around. I think one of the keys. You, you mentioned it there, and we've talked about it, you know, at length over over this last, you know, this season has really been, you know, we said like the start of the season we'd see how much there was of a buy in and, and a commitment and how who stayed ready during the off season, you know, who wasn't really up to you know, didn't put in the work during during the break and all that. And I think it was clear from the start that there wasn't a, a player or a group that really clearly didn't, you know, put the work in the off season to get better. It was it was you know from the Maryland game on you've seen complete buy in in all three in all three phases in all position groups from everybody and it's something Fitz has talked about too in, in his press conferences saying after last season after the Illinois game they had a, you know they met up as a team and individually and they pretty much said we need we need to buy in and we need to change things so last year doesn't happen again and it's clear that the team is bought in around him the coaching staff is bought in around him and it's made for another. Incredible Northwestern football season,
1: oh, absolutely, like you couldn't have said it any better and and the leaders on the team and our captains you know just just the leadership they've shown throughout this season and being in the position that they've been in and winning these tough games, but like you said, man, we started off versus a very good Maryland team that we didn't know was you know that great, and we just absolutely just kicked the door down, and we had we hadn't really had a let up besides Michigan state, and hopefully you know with this bye week and coming back against the rivalry team we could bring the noise again on on Saturday.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely and this this matchup this weekend is gonna be, is going to be fascinating. I know we we've talked about it a little bit off air but you know Northwestern obviously coming in Big 10 West championship already clinched trying to you know, win the hat for the sixth time which would be you know again, they already have the the record for longest win streak for Northwestern in this rivalry at at 5 games trying to make it 6. But Illinois comes in with a little bit to play with, too. You know, two and four. You know, obviously, there's no bowl game in the future. This is going to be their final game. But you also think that, you know, Lovey Smith might be playing might be playing for his job here.
1: You know, he did sign an extension last year, but just the downfall of Illinois since, you know, Ron Zook left it has has been, you know, troubling. And I just – I think they're playing for a little bit more here. They're playing to keep their coach, I think. I think he's got, you know – he's got to pull this win off here to, to keep his job in my opinion and we'll see what happens but it's going to be a tough battle for illinois i think Northwestern's going to come ready to play and and our defense just i think it's just going to be way too much for them
0: mm-hmm. no definitely it's it's interesting to look at illinois from sort of that perspective as like something to play for you know something to to fight for especially being you know, their last game and trying to to win back, you know, the Landon Lincoln trophy for the first time since twenty fourteen. You know, it's somewhat similar to Northwestern last year, where North, obviously Fitz there's no worries about Fitz losing a job. He's got job security for life if he wants it. But there was questions, you know, heading in if the team would be motivated, you know, they were already at that point two and nine, to hadn't won a conference game. You know, the season was a wash, it was over. I think everybody sort of Knew they just needed to you know hit the offseason and, and, and reset, as the offseason did so well. But, I mean, Northwestern came out and they, you know, behind Andrew Marty, they came out with a chip on their shoulder. They came out energized, and they came out looking to win, you know, win the hat and do all that. So, it have be interesting to see which Illinois team comes out, you know, in this game. You know, the one that, you know, wants to end the season on, on a good note, you know, try to win the hat back, you know, give give the team and Lovie something to go into the offseason like as a as a spark plug? Or are they going to come dead for an end of a, a season that's been unlike any other, to say the least, but also very, very tiring emotionally and physically and mentally?
1: Yeah, and, and Illinois has been successful on the road. They're 2-1. and one. You know, they won at Nebraska. So, you know, their success has come on the road. And it's going to be an interesting game, like you said. I just – I don't see – a situation here unless we just cannot hang on to the ball where Illinois has a has a shot and um, I I hope we come ready to play because you know they're you're going to get Illinois best game and I hope that's the like, I hope the case is that you know we don't play down to their level but I think if we play our game and, and the way we're capable of I just think Illinois is going to have a really hard time with us
0: no I totally agree I think Northwestern you know on both sides of the ball is just playing much better football at, at this point even you know with the you know, the rough one that that was Michigan State, you know, I think that's more of a an anomaly and just sort of like a weird game sort of schedule wise in terms of in terms of everything going on. I think the bye week is really gonna this unexpected bye week last week is really gonna help, especially with this game. You get an extra few weeks to prep for Illinois and sort of get ready, but also a couple extra days to, you know, physically recover, you know. They played five you know, straight games to start. And not that that's unusual in a college football season, but in a season like this one where there's so much, you know, not just physically put into it, but emotionally and mentally, you know, these players are being put through with everything that's going on, you know, not being able to go home for Thanksgiving, you know, pretty much living, you know, in these pseudo bubbles somewhat isolated from, you know, friends and other people and families. It's, you know, it's not been easy mentally as it's been physically. I think really having a week to, you know, re-church, like, take some time for themselves. You know, I know it's, it was funny. Rahman was talking on Monday and he was like, you know, after we won, you know, me and Kyrie went back to our house, you know, just put our feet up, ate, ate some ice cream bars, watch, play some video games, and just watch some television. And like, I think that's just great to have just like a day for these guys, you know, just a couple days to relax, re-energize. So as they hit the, this final stretch run, which is gonna feature hopefully three just all extremely important games, you know. You're playing for trophies in all three, you're playing for glory in all three. I think just having that week off is really gonna help them and really get them, you know, like you said, in a place to where Illinois doesn't really is gonna come in as big underdogs.
1: Yeah, they're I mean they're double digit underdogs, but like you said, man, I can't agree with you any more than that. And then also just getting guys healthy, you know, playing <laughs> Playing a lot of Big Ten games, you're gonna, you know, gonna get banged up. So just that extra week of getting healthy, getting in the recovery room, getting your bodies right for this this big push, because we're we're gonna have to play our best game in all three games. Um, so it's just it's exciting time right now, and hopefully we can just pull this one off.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know, Illinois coming in themselves. We mentioned you know two and four, you know, the win at Nebraska as well as the run at Rutgers. Uh, they were up fourteen nothing last week on Iowa. Brandon Pierce looked really good, completed his first eight passes. And then it just sort of all, all fell apart. Iowa, thirty five straight. They brought in the backup quarterback uh, Isaiah Williams, not the Isaiah Juice Williams of of a few of you know, the one that I played I, against. I was about <laughs> to say different Isaiah Williams. It was funny when I was doing a little research. and I was like, <laughs> how do you like that? You know, just the sort juice of, is, the juice
1: is back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know, he came in, he played well, and apparently they might. You know, sprinkle him in a little bit, a la what I guess the Eagles have been doing with Jalen Hurts before they they start, they made him a full-time starter this week. But sort of like, you know, they pretty much said there's there's room for him to play or there's a spot for him on the offense. So just gonna be, it's going to be interesting how this Illinois team can play. Because they clearly do have talent and skill, but it's just like there's just something missing against, you know, when you're up 14 nothing and then give up 35 points, there's clearly a, a flaw there on, on both sides of the ball.
1: Yeah, they just—they haven't been able to put it together. They haven't figured it out. And um, you know, when I was back when I was playing, Illinois was—they were a tough opponent, man. They were good every year. Um, so it's just—it's—it's it's weird to see you know this team that's been like this for so long that's just kind of in disarray, and they haven't really been able to put a complete you know team together in, in you know consecutive games at that mo- at that point. Um, you know, they looked great against Nebraska, and you know that was that was the first time I've seen them play like that you know, since Juice Williams was back there. So it's just um it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting. You know, they have skill a lot of great skill position. You know, Chase Brown's been running the ball great. He's averaging over five yards a carry. So you gotta, you know gotta be prepared for it. Our defense is gonna have to play the way they've they've been playing all year and our offense is going to have to uh, you know, like I said before, we're gonna have to make some big plays and we got to get that offense rolling.
0: No, I definitely Totally agree with you, especially with, I mean, just how the offense sort of has looked the last, you know, couple weeks. It's been good. It's been moving. we talked about this last week as well. Not as many explosive plays, you know, not exactly, you know, sustaining drives at a level you like to see, especially late in games. So I think it'll be fascinating, again, to see what sort of changes we see from this offense heading into this game, you know, an extra week to prepare, obviously. But also an extra week to sort of reflect on the first five games and what's worked and what hasn't worked, and adjust the playbook and the plans going forward. And it'll be interesting to see. You know, you think there's anything we might see differently? You know, system wise and change wise out of this Northwestern team.
1: I you you would hope to. Um, you know, I think. You know, historically, I. Th- I, I you know, we're going to get a heavy dose of Isaiah Bowser. Uh, especially coming off a, a like a, a another week of rest, you know, I think we're just going to have to use our play action to our advantage and, and hit some deep passes down the field. I think John Rain's going to be a, a, another big part of our offense this week, but we got to get somebody over the top. You know, Riley's got to break one, or we just got to make a big play d- down the field, and we just haven't really been able to do that this season. You know, I think we're really missing JJ Jefferson for those big plays down the field.
0: I totally agree with you there. That's something I really really want to see if that's something Northwestern, not even for this game, but also just the next two going forward. Can they get a, a deep ball over the top, you know, without J.J.? You know, who would be that guy? You know, maybe Riley had the slot, maybe Kyrick, maybe RCB, maybe, you know, a guy off the bench, Bryce Kurtz, Jensen Huber-Price. But I don't know. I don't know if it's just – i honestly, I don't think it would be, you know, a consistent thing, you know, a couple times a game, maybe just once or twice. But it's curious because, you know – Payne Ramsey, you know, having you know, watch these games clearly doesn't have elite arm strength. It's you know, it's a very average, average arm that he, you know he makes up for in in different ways and just perfect placement of the ball and, and other things. But I just don't know if he can, unless his guy's got a got a big, you know, to to beat his the his DB and has a couple steps. I'm not sure if he has the arm strength to really put it over the top and really get the guy, you know. 30 40 yards downfield if he does not have a little bit of wiggle room to you know put it in there.
1: Yeah, I mean just the fact that it's just throwing one, like throwing it a few times just just to actually like get that safety a little bit deeper just to, so we stretch the field a little bit more just so they know we'll take that shot is going to be that's just going to help man because like, then it's on film. Then you know, then they have to prepare for that. Whereas, you know, just not doing it and not taking any shots, you know, then Really, it's it's pretty easy to prepare for, because um, you just know what, what you're going to get. So just just mixing it up and, and actually taking a shot once or twice, you know, in in a half is, I think it's just going to help help our defense and our run game out because you're not going to get those safeties down in the box so quick.
0: Definitely. And, and Jeremy, I have a, I have a weird sort of question for you, but I was watching film the other day. You know, I'm mean, finished all my finals, so I got plenty of free time. Figured I might as well go back and start, you know, rewatching a lot of these games. And one thing I noticed is that a lot of, a lot of passes Peyton completes, you know, the wide receivers catch it and fall or catch it and immediately tackle. And there's not, for some, for most, of a fair amount of time, there's not a lot of, of yards af- after the catch, you know, if, if any, now just sort of, like I said, caught and, and, and tackled. You know, what is that? What do you think that is that, is there anything to read into that? Anything to say about offensive play calling or, or. Receivers and quarterbacks, or is it just sort of uh, a coincidence and, and nothing more than that?
1: No, I mean, like you said, it, it, that is noticeable. Um, you know, it's just guys trying to make a play after the ball. Um, it could be, you know, that that is the situation they're in. You know, we're, we're, the, the way our offense runs is that you know, not the offense I was in, so it's it's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, it, it could just be the fact that you know we're just being smart with the ball and and you know, just getting what we need and and taking it. But, um, yeah, I mean, you would, you would like to think that we should get a little bit more yak. Um, it just, I don't know if it's situational football, if it's, you know, just the, the scheme that we're running, it just, it's, it's very noticeable though. And it's funny you pointed that out because I was talking to my dad, uh, we were watching the game last week and I'm just, we said the same thing. We're like, there's not a lot of yards after the catch here, you know, trying to make it a play, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's 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 very interesting though, when you when you think about it.
0: Yeah, you know, me 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 and my friend Andrew Golden, we were watching and we were just sort of like you know, we're taking notes throughout and we were just like, It feels like nobody's oh wait to again yard, yards after the catch here. And we, we we're trying to think like, well, for some of the plays it was sort of like, you know, there's a lot of out routes, you know, to the outside, especially the guys like R C B so Right. It's sort of like they cash, they go out of bounds. But it's also like we you know wasn't a lot of you know, especially early in the season. Wasn't a lot of slant routes they were, they were hitting or mesh routes, the old you know n- nickels. Yeah, just sort of yeah. like you know, just a lot more outside. Sort of he's like you know, obviously moving the ball much more consistently than last year, but there wasn't like you know, even 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 the screen plays. You know, there's a couple big ones. Like Evan Hall had a big one a few weeks back against Nebraska, but even then, just sort of felt like. Oh, uh, there was a lot more going sort of either to the outside and is running out or, or, you know, hitting tight seams over the middle where the guys make a, make a nice catch, you know, like, like you know, like Kyrick the other, the other game, but I just felt like there wasn't a lot yep. of chance for these guys to sort of, you know, shake and bake and make a play, which is interesting considering, you know, a big emphasis of this offense hanging to here was let's get the ball into the hands of playmakers and let them make plays.
1: Yeah, I mean, just looking at it, we don't even have a receiver with over a 40-yard reception this year. Like, I think RCB's, uh, like, 36-yard reception against Purdue is the longest pass play we have this season. Um, So, it's just, yeah, that is fascinating because there's always, like – I mean, back then it was like Drake would always break, like, a little screen pass and go for 50, you know, or, you know. It just – there's you always had that – I feel like it always happened that once every few games where someone would – catch it, break a tackle, and then go. And uh yeah, it just hasn't been the case this year. Um it's very interesting, man, when you think about it. I haven't I like brought that up and I was like, Yeah, we did talk about that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just it's it's just not like we're just not a lot of not a lot of big plays this year. And that's what like you said, man, like we've been talking about, we just we need we need that. We need that little spark in the offense to get going again.
0: Definitely and I think, you know, we're talking about you know things once here year the Illinois game. I think, you know, starting out of the gate you know, maybe, you know, maybe, a you know, an RPO play action type thing. Try and get somebody deep early in the game. Just even, you know, like you said, get those safeties deeper early on. Maybe that opens up, you know, holes for the running game, which has, you know, obviously struggled the last few weeks. You know, I know you want, I also want Isaiah Bowser, you know, get him a lot more carries, get him sort of in a rhythm it feels like he hasn't really had since he got hurt weeks back and had to miss a game. But it's going to be interesting also in, in that run game because that's, you know, so crucial to what you know, Mike Bajakian and Pat Fitzgerald want to do with this offense. They want it. They want establishing the run is what they want to do first, and they haven't been able to do it for the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to sort of see. And if I remember correctly, two years ago in 2018, it was sort of same, same situation. You know, heading Northwestern already clinched the Big Ten West. Honestly, a 12 game season, so they rested some guys. I don't think they'll do as much resting this time around, considering how short the, set, the schedule is. But, you know, they, again, in that game, sort of tried to establish the run again and establish all their things. And it, you know, I don't, I believe, I don't remember how stats frame, but I don't believe Clayton threw a lot. It was a lot of running and it sort of made for a, a slow, a little bit of a sloppy game in, in Evanston.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I do remember that. It was a sloppy, ugly game that I, but hey, I, you know we we won, so I'll, t- I'll take it. If it's sloppy and ugly and we win on Saturday, I'll take it. But yeah, like it would it would be nice to get the you know to establish the running game and, and get Isaiah going. You know he hasn't really had like the most successful season, but you know he's pounding the ball away. So we've you know I think we're 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 definitely gonna it's definitely gonna be a run heavy game. Um, and then hopefully you know we could make some big plays out play action and, and hit some deep ones over the top.
0: Yeah, and, and I just got got the stats in front of me here. Northwestern had a uh, forty six rush rushing attempts for two hundred sixty one yards in that game, Woo. and then oh, <laughs> only eighteen passing attempts for one hundred and ten yards. So they definitely.
1: Oh man, I would have hated to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that would be a rough one for the wideout. Yeah, and even
0: just like looking at that, like that's not a lot of. That's what, about 60, 60, you know, around 68 or 64, you know, play, play calls. That's not a lot of plays either. So they're clearly, you know, trying to use a lot of clock as well in that game.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's all. Yeah, I love blocking. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like blocking every play. But yeah, that's, I mean. You, I can kind of see this, the game being like that this Saturday. I think you know, with I, like Isaiah's had another another week of rest, Drake's had another week of rest. You know, McGowan. That everyone's everyone's healthy and moving now a little bit better this week. So I, I could see, I could see a run heavy um, game plan for sure. Um, you know, I think if we can't establish the run like we we couldn't really with Michigan State, when we get the little pass friendly, you know, that's when you know teams can kind of you know, bear down and, and bring the heat. And we just, you know, that's where that's where Peyton is, has struggled this year. So I think it's going to be, you know, crucial for us to establish a run, get some good play action for him, allow Peyton to get, you know, comfortable back there and, and, and make some good plays. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think that we'll see, you know, a rotation of maybe, depending on the score later in the game, obviously, if it's a blowout, I assume we'll see, you know, the backups and the second and third string guys come in. But do you think even in a closer game, we might see a lot more rotation just to either get the guys who might have not played much the last few weeks, some reps, or even, you know, just keep give the guys who are, who are starters some rest and not risk any injury heading into the big 10 championship game.
1: I don't know. I, I It's going to be interesting how we, how we bring it on. I, I would assume we wouldn't just because of how, you know, where we're ranked and like, we want to get up, up in the rankings. So, we can get to a better bowl game. And I think we're, we're definitely gonna push. I, I feel like on Saturday to get this win and we're gonna bring everything we got. I don't think, I don't think we're gonna see a rotation really until hopefully at the end of the game when, when we got a nice comfortable lead. But I, I expect us to, to bring, bring it hundred percent on Saturday with all of our starters. I don't, I don't really see a rotation happening until, you know, the game is fully in hand.
0: Yeah. And I, I and I totally agree. I mean, Especially, you know, you mentioned the rankings. We haven't even talked about that. You know, Northwestern now, you know, 14th in the rankings. Um, you know, Behind Indiana at – Indiana's at 12. Northwestern at, at four. It's just – it's just very interesting to sort of include that as well because as we saw – and they talked about this, you know, on the show last night. Ohio State's win over Michigan State was – this past weekend was a complete, you know, domination. And style points are, are, are going to matter in a season where you play less games than other opponents. And you know, I think a, a big win, absolutely, against Illinois. You know, especially if other teams fall, if other teams lose, you know, that 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 could boost Northwestern up because if they want to, you know, get into a New Year Six Bowl, you know, they probably, depending on where USC or the big the Pac-12 Championship is, you're probably going to be in the top eleven. And I think that's very. You know, that's very likely yep. for, for – it's very doable. doable, especially now. You know, being Illinois, you know, maybe Indiana loses another one or they don't – because we we're not even going to talk about the Big Ten Championship game. Who knows what's going to happen with that. But
1: – Yeah, I was going to say, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves because yeah. that's just everyone in their every, – everyone's got their own opinion right now. We just don't know yeah, what the Big Ten is going to exactly. do.
0: Exactly. But, I mean, even Indiana can theoretically, you know, even – you know, lose this weekend to, to Purdue or, you know, just who knows what's going to happen. Who knows how we end that situation? But, I mean, Oklahoma and Iowa State are both going to probably pay, play again the Big 12 championship. One of those guys is going to get a third loss. I feel I would have a very hard time justifying a one-loss Northwestern team or even a two-loss Northwestern team behind a, a three-loss Big 12 team, especially one like Iowa State that lost a lot. Right. No offense to Louisiana Lafayette, but, like, you lose non-conference in a season like this. That's not. I don't know how you can put them above Northwestern. So I think it's definitely doable to get into a, an exciting, fun game like maybe a Fiesta Bowl. I've seen a lot as potential, but Northwestern, you know, as they as they had before, they they controlled their own destiny to get there.
1: Yeah, and, and th- I, that's why I feel like you got to play all out this week just just to secure that. And like we said, we don't know what's going to happen in the Big Ten Championship. <laughs> we could be playing Indiana with a backup quarterback. And then, if you know, say that happens, you know, and, and we we turn out Big Ten champs. I mean, you're looking at something that's pretty special. So there's a lot to play for, and I think they they have to focus on this week. They got to focus on Illinois, and they just got to know that Illinois is going to be bringing it because it is rivalry week, and you know anything can happen. So we just uh just hope that extra week got them got them mentally ready. Yeah, definitely,
0: definitely. We talked a lot there about the offense. You know, anything from the defense you want to see from this, from this game?
1: Well, you, you want Cameron uh, Ruiz to, to bounce back. You know, he had a bad week last week. So you just, you know, that defense is going to play stout. They're going to come ready. I just, you hope that he could bounce back and, and come back with some confidence. And hopefully he, he gained that over the, this past two weeks. Um, but it's just going to be, it's going to be our defense just controlling. They got to control it. The ball we got to get balls in good situations. We can't be backed up, so we just got to not allow them to drive the ball on us. We got to get some three and outs and, and get some short fields for our offense.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think number one priority has got to be just you know getting getting Cam's confidence back. And we talked about this before. He had a, he had a great great start to the season. We were we were both very impressed with how he played, how he how he came into the year, stud. And you know I don't want him or, or everybody to remember this this one game, you know, as everybody has bad games, everybody doesn't play well, you know, it happens. I just want, I want to see him, him bounce back. Mm-hmm. I think he's an important player to this team, especially with just how well and how, you know, notable Greg Newsom's, you know, rise has become. I don't think we're going to see a lot of passes towards where he's going, you know, unless it's like, you know, an Ohio State type team where they got a bunch of guys and it's not exactly... You know, they got a number one, but it's not like they got a bunch of potential 1As and 1Bs. But I mean, you know, Cam's going to have to step right. up because they're going to be targeting him a lot. And they will be targeting A.J. Hampton as well, and Rod Hurd as well, and Cam Mitchell, and all the guys who are going to be in the slot and all that. So it's going to be imperative to get those guys just some confidence back, get them feeling better about themselves, get them rolling because, especially, you know, no matter which team you're going to play in the big 10 championship game, they're going to, they're going to, you're going to have to as well be prepared for a, a potent and, 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 and well, and well-versed offensive attack.
1: Yeah. And I think Hank is going to put these guys in a great situation to be successful. You know, he's not going to ask them to, to be out there in an Island. He's going to protect them. He's going to, you know, play some off coverage, get their confidence back. And, um, you know, that's, that's why Hank is up for, you know, best assistant of the year. He He's, been doing this so long and he's so good at it that he's going to put these guys in, in a situation where they're going to be successful. And um, yeah, we just hope, he, you know, he has the confidence to go out there and Definitely.
0: and I think he will. I mean, like I said, we, the confidence, we then just the growth we've seen from him from last year, to this year, and even before that, two years ago to last year, to this year, has been great to see. And, you know, it's not something that's going to jump off the page at you. But if if you're watching close enough, you can see he's really he's really putting the work and and he's doing a great job and it's just gonna be you know fascinating to see you know how northwestern plays against this this team because you know you know like you said they could theoretically blow them out you know and just sort of blow them out of the water and get everything done early, or it could be close you know it's the last few years has been a, a real mixed bag of both so it's gonna be fascinating to see which one happened and you know I wonder. We talked, you know, the question of of motivation. We talked about, you know, the the rankings and you know the rivalry, obviously with the hat. You know, there is this this video that came out, you know, on Tuesday from uh, an Illinois player, a senior Milo uh, Effler, who pretty much he had, you know, I sent you the video, Jeremy, and he pretty much said he, you know, went after question a little bit. You know, obviously it's a rivalry game, and you know, maybe he tried to do it tongue-in-cheek, but it didn't come off that way, but he came off with some really weird just roast in Northwestern, said he didn't know where Evanston was, said he hated the color purple, called Northwestern, you know, the little brother, you know, wh- what do you think when you see a video like that, you know, both you know, now as, as an alum, but also, you know, in your playing days, what do you guys have done with a video like that?
1: Oh, it's, it's definitely bulletin board material. Like you said, man, that's just, you know, that that's a rivalry game right there. We don't like them. They don't like us. And, you know, normally it's, it's, it's kept between, you know, in the lockers and, but coming out and saying that publicly, I think, you know, that's a little slap in the face, especially, you know, you're playing the big 10 West champs. So you gotta, you gotta have a little respect for your opponent and for him to come out there and say, say what he said, you know, you got to take offense to that. And uh, yeah, I, I I hope, um, you know, he's wrong and, and we come out and, and put a whooping on them but you know that's just that's a that's a rivalry game right there baby. I think the part love it
0: there's a lot of parts that's funny to me I think you know like saying I don't know where Evanston is I was like that that like that was like that's such a weird thing to say but I thought it was kind of funny but it's also like we had seen this Northwestern team two three weeks prior literally take a small jab on, on national television and turn it into a t-shirt campaign you know fighting Reese Davis like that's all it took for this Northwestern team to find Baltimore material, use it as motivation, and create it into a national phenomenon. I don't know why, you know. And I get, you know, rivalry game. It's fun, you know. Maybe, it, maybe, maybe it's something they they talk about in the strategy or somehow. I really have no idea. I just don't know why you'd say that to this team in particular. That you know.
1: Nah, it's just fuel to the fire, man. Just bring it now. Now it's just you don't you don't get excited to play for you know. A Big Ten game, you're you're in trouble. You don't get inside to play for a rivalry game. You got some you got some issues, so we'll we'll be ready to play. I, I guarantee you that. You know those guys in those locker rooms got that that video playing on their phones nonstop. So I uh, I think it was yeah. a dumb move. I mean, by that personally,
0: uh, especially when it's like they've lost five straight in in the series. You know, you're playing against Lovey's Lovey's never beat
1: fits right. Yeah, it, so I mean, come on. That guy's that guy's there has never beaten Northwestern. Exactly. He's it, gonna call him a the little. Brothers. It's like Come and on. like you said, Big Ten West Can't champs. Big
0: Ten West champs. This guy, uh, he transferred in, so this is his third year in the program. The three years he's been there, Northwestern beat them all three times. Northwestern beat them, you know, after not winning a conference game the entire year, ending the year by beating them. I mean, that's that that's a rough one to really look at and sort of without context, obviously. Just in context, even worse. And then it's like, yeah, the other two years they've been big ten right. big ten west champs and have been you won, and we'll see what happens on on Saturday. It's just sort of like, yeah. listen if you wanna you wanna say purples disgusting, I think that's 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 funny, you want to say, oh, I don't know where Evanston is, like okay that's but it's just like it was it just it just came off like all right this this is it's not it wasn't it wasn't even a little yes. much it was just like this is just dumb like you you've lost the the ingest point and made it like something that you, you can literally put that on a piece of paper, put it up on, you know, on the whiteboard and the guys are going to want to, you know, come out and, and stick it to you real good.
1: Yeah. And like, like you said, it's just, it's like, it it seemed like he was like just decided all of a sudden during that interview that he was going to do it. Like, (laughs) you know, it wasn't like, that definitely was not planned out. It was just like a spur of the moment. Like I was just like, what, why would you say that? Like, yeah very very interesting tactic we'll see how it plays off
0: would you would you ever you know b- back in the day would you ever so. I, I assume you, you i mean you were very good you obviously went to a few podiums would you ever set something like that
1: no you just don't i mean i i just i would never say it it's just like why why would you give them any more fuel like if you're not excited to play and you don't get pumped up for a trophy then like why are you playing like i, I don't i just think it's it is what it is, man. People are gonna talk trash. Let them talk trash, man. I just, I just let my plane talk for me. That's, that's how I always went about my business. So, you know, it, it was what it was, man. It's, it's
0: gotta yeah, it love it, though, man. You know, Rivalry gives us week. great Let's content. Help. Gives uh, something, something fun to look at at during the week. And you know, we'll see. You know, he also, it was funny. He did, he did, he transferred from Washington, so he, he must have liked purple when it was in Seattle. So I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love that you're doing the research <laughs> on this man <laughs> just keeps getting better uh, just getting better Yeah,
0: you know, we talked about this but who's your who's your Aaron. x factor for this weekend
1: uh, i think honestly it, it's going to be our secondary uh because th- they're we're going to force them to throw the ball so i i think our secondary as a whole cameron Ruiz. um i i, I don't think Newsom, like you said is going to get a lot of looks but I think JR Pace and, and Brandon Joseph are going to have to have to be ballhawks over the top because uh, you know they're going to take shots. They're they got nothing to lose. So our secondary is going to have to play great. Kind of kind of know our, our our three linebackers are going to do what they do. So I, I think our secondary is going to have to step up um, and make some plays and, and create some turnovers for us.
0: I think that's a that's a great one. I'm gonna go.
1: I took. I took, I took four away from you. So you, you have less people now.
0: <laughs> you know, I'll we talked a lot about the, uh, the run game and establishing the run. You know, I'll go with, I'll go with Isaiah. I think, you know, this game is going to be really key from a run game standpoint going forward, just sort of gain some of that, that confidence back and have the team, you know, obviously having the, the opponent attack that they had in Maryland might be not feasible, but just to like have them you know, maybe get Isaiah over a 100 yards, get the whole room feeling confident. you know you know because when Isaiah is running well, that means you can throw Drake in there and get some, get and get some outside runs, get some get him on the outside, you know juking guys out. you know, hopefully Jesse Brown can come back, get him in the third down in, in the short yardage, get him going. even get Evan Hull, you know, a guy, always a spark play when he gets in. I think Isaiah getting like you, you were riding the money earlier. And you said, Strout, getting him going is, is just key, crucial for everything we're, we're doing. And I think this is the game that, the watch him. Because even if it's not, it might not be the exact, you know, big point in the game. But from a grand scheme perspective, how well that run game plays is going to be key going forward.
1: No, and yeah. I, and for them to be successful, the guys up front have got to step up this weekend and and create some holes. And, you know, they got to they establish a line of scrimmage and get those guys going. I mean, we know they're capable running backs. So it's, um, we, get, we just got to, you know, establish that line of scrimmage and get some guys rolling here for us. Definitely. But yeah, I couldn't agree with you and more, then,
0: man. Here, I'll, I'll do, since I, I had you do the X-Factor first, I'll do the, I'll do the prediction first. I think Northwestern, yeah. I think Northwestern wins this game. You know, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think it's going to be, you know, a nail batter to the end. I think it's going to be one of those, you know, nice middle of the road type games. Northwestern probably, I think, gets out to an early lead. You know, Illinois doesn't come back, but, you know, stays around enough where, you know, you're not turning, you know, you're not turning the channel. I could see it, you know, it's two scores at least in that two to three score range. So, you know, I'll say Northwestern 31, Illinois 17, Illinois 20, something around there where it's like, you know, it's clear Northwestern, you know, is going to walk away with the victory, but it's just sort of like it's not the door is never fully closed till the end
1: yeah and i think you you're right on i think it's going to be a, a typical big 10 game i think you know it's going to be we're going to run the crap out of the ball i don't know if we're, we're going to put up 31 points i just i just don't see it in our offense right now and until they prove me wrong i'm i'm just going to say we we're, we're going to score right around the the mid 20s like the 21 to 24 range and uh, i just think our defense is just going to shut them down uh, i think uh last week just or our last week two weeks now just just tick this off and, and we're going to come out ready to ready to beat some butt and i'm just uh i'm excited to see him play man i think we're going to bounce back big and uh so i, I i'm predicting 24 okay. to uh, 3
0: okay that the guy be play fun lights to watch.
1: out yeah, I mean, I think I think we're going to control the line of scrimmage. I think you know, hopefully, um, but I think our defense is just is going to give them headaches. And um, so, yeah, I think we're going to shut them down.
0: Love it, love it. Twenty
1: four to three is my final prediction. Yeah,
0: like I said, it's definitely gonna be a fun one this weekend. Eleven o'clock, you know, Central, twelve Eastern. On I believe ESPN two is throwing the game. And you know, as as you know, Jeremy, not, nothing better than holding the hat high at the at the end of the game.
1: Uh, nothing better, man. I was able to, to play in the last Tomahawk game and we were able to take that home and got got my got my hands on a hat a few times as well. So I'm I'm excited, man. It's rivalry week. It's it's easy Definitely. to get up Saturday morning and get Saturday. excited. It's man. gonna be
0: a fun, you know, next week and a half going forward, you know, with this game and the Big Ten Championship. And we're gonna have you, you know, looped in and, and, and locked in here on the Leaving Northwestern football podcast. So so keep listening, you know. We appreciate all you listening so far, and and you know the likes and subscribes and all you guys have been doing. You know, continue to send us reviews, tell us what you want to listen to. We appreciate all, all feedback. And I look forward for this final ride of the season, and you know, watching and, and talking about it with you. So uh, again, just appreciate it, and, and look forward to you guys keep listening.
1: And I, hey, I'm not, I'm not gonna. Uh, I was gonna say i not to cut you off, but I'm not gonna say anything. But we, we did predict this. Before the season, that you know we had the chance to be Big Ten West champs, and you know not to say you we are. were right, but we were right.
0: You know, not 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 to toot our own <laughs> horns, but like we we.
1: <laughs> right, just just saying.
0: It's crazy to think that you know, yeah. I was about but, to wrap it up, know. but it's crazy to think that a lot of people. Tropead Northwest has a middle of the road Big Ten West team, and you know they came out and proved so many people not us other people wrong
1: <laughs> right not us let's point that out there not us we were we were we, we believed in this team the entire time so um yeah it's it's um it's dude big 10 west champs pretty awesome so um yeah not not to cut you off there man but i just wanted to wanted to throw <laughs> that it. out
0: there i love it well again For Jeremy Ebert, I'm Peter Warren. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Believe Northwestern Football Podcast. Have a great day.